what we then see is that our mindsets serve three primary jobs in terms of how we operate. So when we encounter a new situation, what is going on is our senses are sending a ton of information to our prefrontal cortex, the executive center of our brain. And the information that's being sent there is is way more than we can process. So the first job that our our brain does and what really uses our mindsets for is to filter in select information out of all of that information to process. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Nagy. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Triazone podcast. My guest today is Ryan Gottfriedson, who is a mental success coach and cutting-edge leadership consultant, author, trainer, and researcher. He helps improve organizations, leaders, teams, and employees by improving their mindsets. He's the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership. Ryan is currently a leadership and management professor at California State University, Fullerton. He holds a PhD in organizational behavior and human resources from Indiana University and a BA from Brigham Young University. Ryan has worked with top leadership teams at CVS Health, Deutsche Telekom, and a couple dozen other organizations. He's also a former consultant for Gallup Inc., where he helped dozens of organizations improve the engagement of their employees. As a respected authority and researcher on topics related to leadership, management, and organizational behavior, Ryan has published over 15 articles in a variety of journals, including Journal of Management, Journal of Organizational Behavior, Business Horizons, Journal of Leadership and Organizational Studies, and Journal of Leadership Studies. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about Ryan's personal story and entrepreneurial journey. He talks about his groundbreaking work in the field of mindsets, and he also explains what the term mindset means from a neuroscientific point of view. In the middle of the episode, we dive deeper into the four mindsets. We talk about having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, having a closed mindset versus an open mindset, having a prevention mindset versus a promotion mindset, And last but not least, having an inward mindset versus having an outward mindset. Ryan explains the difference between each of these mindsets and how we can actually improve them. Closer to the end, Ryan shares where people can get in touch with him online and he also reveals his mission and future vision. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources, book recommendations, and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. You can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Ryan Gottfriedson to find the episode's show notes page. 
And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Ryan, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I always love talking to mindset junkies, so I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm I'm super excited because um, mindset obviously is one of my favorite topics, and I would say within mindset is is the growth mindset principle that I really like. So we're gonna cover uh, that one in today's episode as well. But I'm really excited to dive into different mindsets. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on. You're a mental success coach and cutting edge leadership consultant, author, trainer, and also the author of this incredible book, Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership. And so this is a really, really hot topic, just like podcasting, I would say. <laughs> and um, But I want to start this conversation with your story or with your passions, maybe connected to this topic mindset. And tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you got where you are today. One of the things that I've realized on my journey is that I always, I haven't always had the mindsets that I need to have to be successful. And and how I learned this is it all started when I was doing my PhD program at Indiana University. And when I, I did my dissertation on leadership and what I learned as I was working on that is that the last 70 years of leadership research is primarily focused on leadership behaviors. Or in other words, what do leaders need to do to be successful? And I think that that's a good approach. I think it's important that we understand what we need to do. And if we even put it in the context of entrepreneurship, what entrepreneurs need to do. But I think that being an effective leader and even being an effective entrepreneur is less about doing the right things and much more about being a certain type of person. Hmm. And, and so from there on out, the focus of my research has been on how do we tap into this being element of leadership and of success and everything's led me to mindsets. And as I've gone on my journey, what I learned is that I haven't always had the mindsets that I need to have to be successful. So for example, even though I feel like I've always been kind of a a go-getter at the same time, I've also been pretty risk adverse. So I I used to be really afraid of going into debt and of starting my own business because I saw those things as being way too risky. And, and, And so I steered away from those as a way to avoid problems. But one of the things that I realized is that I was so much more focused on avoiding problems than I was on reaching my goals. And as I realized that, then what what I it led me to do is create a clearer purpose for my life. And as I created this clearer purpose, I developed the motivation to get past my fears of some of the risk and uncertainty that might come with starting a business and actually take steps towards moving towards my goals. And that's what led me to start my consulting business to write my book, which has now hit the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller list here in the United States. And then it's led to us having this conversation now. Wow, that's super exciting. And uh, I'm honored to have you on the show. And first and foremost, it's just so great to talk to someone who is coming from a place where you um, where you went deeper into research as well. So everything that you do is backed up by science. And so it's so great to talk about mindset. And one of the things I've been really curious about as I was observing myself and others, for example, I transitioned from 
the corporate world, but not only just the corporate world, but from architecture, being a project manager in the construction field to personal development and entrepreneurship, which required a huge identity transformation. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, one of my previous guests was on the show, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and we talked about this identity uh, shift that you go through. And so I was just wondering, because you mentioned that you know, um, when you asked tapping into this being, like, how can we tap into this being, uh, this way led you to mindset? Like, how was this uh, realization for you? Well, yeah, you bring up a, a great point. And earlier you had mentioned that mindsets is becoming a hot topic. And I agree with you. I think that this is, it is a hot topic. It's becoming an increasingly hot topic. But I also think simultaneously, a lot of the material that is currently out there on mindsets is a little bit fluffy. Not to say that it's bad. It's just, it's kind of hard to grasp onto because it isn't really specific. And so kind of my approach to mindsets has been to, to bring depth and clarity to mindsets. And what, when I focus on mindsets, I don't necessarily focus on what I've created or my own good ideas. What I've done is I've gone back into the academic literature And what I've identified is that over the last 30 years, different mindsets have been studied across psychology, education, management, and marketing. And I've Mm -hmm. just tried to to pull these these different mindsets that study in these different disciplines together into one framework that is is backed by research. And so that's essentially the focus of my book, Success Mindsets, is helping people understand what mindsets are out there what mindsets they currently have and what mindsets they need to have. And then Mm. having that all backed by research, I think gives a lot of credibility. So I think that this framework that I've created is, uh, I might argue, the most comprehensive and research-backed mindset framework that's out there. Um, And I'm hoping to do more research to further develop and strengthen and add to that framework moving forward. Wow, that's incredible. It's so much needed because, as you mentioned, uh, mindset is a little bit fluffy and maybe overused. And, you know, many people might think mindset is just the way you look at things, which is true. But if we want to go deeper into science and you talk about this, like um, looking at mindset from a neuroscience point of view, uh, it can be much deeper than just the way you look at things. So would you define the term mindset? for example, from a scientific perspective, how do you look at mindset or what is what is mindset? I love this question and I don't get asked this question very often. So thank you for asking this question because I love talking about it. So at a very basic level, I, I think that you're right. Mindsets is, are the mental lenses that we wear that shape how we view the world around us. And how we view the wor- world around us shapes how we think, how we learn and how we behave and consequently how successful we are. But what if we want to get into the kind of the neuroscience and the deeper psychology behind mindsets, what we find out is that mindsets serve three primary jobs in terms of how we operate. So one of the things that I would say traditionally we've kind of just assumed is our personality shapes what we do. And this is a broad broad statement, but essentially our traits shape what we do. So, for example, if I'm an introvert, we kind of think that I'm going to act introverted across all of the situations that I encounter. Mm-hmm. But 
the reality is, is that's not a complete picture because there are certain circumstances where I'm very introverted, such as if I'm at a party where I don't know anybody. And there's other circumstances where I'm very extroverted, such as with I'm, when I'm with my close family and friends. And so what, what we've failed to recognize historically is the power of the situation and the interaction between the situation and our personality traits. So mm-hmm. uh, wow. to, to make this come alive, what, what we then see is that our mindsets serve three primary jobs in terms of how we a- operate. And these jobs are really the most foundational aspects about us. So when we encounter a new situation, what is going on is our senses are sending a ton of information to our prefrontal cortex, the executive center of our brain. And Mm -hmm. the information that's being sent there is, is way more than we could process. So the first job that our, our brain does and what really uses our mindsets for is to filter in select information out of all of that information to process. Mm-hmm. So our mind, that's the first job is to filter in specific information out of a host of information that's coming to our brain. The mm-hmm. second job of our mindsets then is to interpret that information in unique ways. And so depending upon the information that is filtered in and how that information is interpreted, that goes on to activate the different elements about ourselves, these different personality traits. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand that these are the three jobs that our mindsets play, it helps us to see that truly our mindsets are the most foundational aspect about ourselves because it is the first line of essentially defense between our situation and us. And so depending upon how we interpret this information coming in, that will dictate how we will process and how we'll behave accordingly. So this is the this is the reason why somebody with a growth mindset can see a challenge as an opportunity to advance whereas somebody with a fixed mindset their mindset is going to tell them this challenge is something to avoid because it's risky. It may set you up for failure and if you fail you're going to feel like a failure. And so That's what's going on, right? The first mechanism, when we see that challenge, it's getting filtered through these mindsets, whatever mindset we have. And then that activates how we process that situation and correspondingly how we behave in that situation. Does that make sense? Wow, absolutely. It's uh, super exciting. And I have never heard such a great explanation. So I think it's really helpful for the listeners, and I want to dive deeper into your book, which is, again, Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership, because there you talk about uh, the mindsets, um, four mindsets that are needed to be successful or unlock your uh, potential, and you start with the uh, fixed and growth mindset. So uh, could we just go through all these uh, mindsets and deconstruct them? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I'd love to do so. And we'll, we'll take them one by one and we could we could chat about each of them. But even before yeah, we jump absolutely. into these, let oh, me just okay. point something out that I think is really interesting is, is that psychologists have found that 90% of our thinking, feeling, judging, and acting 
is driven by our non-conscious automatic processing. Hmm. So most of what we do is just we're kind of operating on autopilot. And what is guiding these non-conscious automatic processing is our mindsets, you know, because they're the ones that's filtering in specific information and interpreting it in unique ways. And then that activates how we operate. And and the cool thing about focusing on mindsets for me is that for most of us, and and even as I look at my history, for most of my life, my mm-hmm. mo- my mindsets have been operating non-consciously. I haven't been conscious of the effect that they've been having on how I operate. But we can become conscious of how our mindsets are shaping how we think, learn, and behave. And if we can become conscious of these things, then we become empowered to shift them. And so I think that the first step in in kind of gaining control of our mindsets and making the non-conscious conscious is we've got to put labels on these different mindsets because until we have labels, we really can't focus on them. But when we have labels, it now becomes something we can introspect about. And so I, I like to say that to preface our conversation about these different mindsets because it sets the stage of how valuable it is just to have labels to these different mindsets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like it makes it more tangible because mindset, the term itself is just a little bit broad. So I cannot really, you know, tell you what kind of mindsets I have until we label them somehow, right? Yep. Um, so that's that's really, really uh, useful. And you also mentioned that we most of those processes are unconscious. And so I was wondering, the first step is then really to become aware of those uh, filtering systems or mindsets, let's say mindsets, and labeling is something that can help with that definitely. So yeah, that's that's amazing. Perfect. So to, to jump into these different sets of mindsets, so I focus on four sets of mindsets, and they all range on a continuum from negative to positive. So there definitely is a a more negative side and there is a more positive side. And that is backed by 30 plus years of pretty rigorous research. So the first set of mindsets is is this continuum from fixed mindset to growth mindset. And Mm -hmm. our mindset is going to fall somewhere along that continuum. Those that have more of a fixed mindset, they see themselves and others as not being able to change their talents, abilities and intelligence. Whereas those with the growth mindset, they do believe that they could change their talents, abilities, and intelligence. Carol Dweck is kind of the pioneer in this research, and she's found that roughly 50% of the population has a fixed mindset, and the other half has more of a growth mindset. And the reason why it's important for us to dive into this is, and I, I kind of hinted to this earlier, is that if we have this fixed mindset and we're not able, we don't believe that we can improve. Well, when we fail, we are then left to interpret that as though we are a failure. And Mm. and that's not anything we anybody wants to feel. Nobody wants to feel like they're a failure. So those with a fixed mindset, they see primarily seek to avoid failure. Or to put it, rephrase it a different way, they primarily seek to look good. Whereas those with a growth mindset, they don't see failure as a bad thing. In fact, they probably see failure as maybe the the best way to learn and grow. And so so their focus is not on looking good, 
it's on learning and growing. Yeah, that's amazing. So I am a huge fan of this <laughs> growth mindset principle. So uh, learning and growing. And also what I've been diving a little bit deeper into is the neuroplasticity, which is, I think, connected to this topic. Yep. I don't know if you have um, gone deeper into neuroplasticity. Maybe you have some thoughts on that, how it's connected to the growth mindset principle. Yeah, let's go there. Again, thank you for such a great question. I don't get asked these questions very often. Um, so what is going on is is these, these mindsets, I told you they exist in our prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. And what they are is they're specific neural connections that are designed to process information in an effective way. So each of us right now in our prefrontal cortex, we've got a neural connection that is associated with a fixed mindset, and we've got a neural connection associated with a growth mindset. Now, the one that we primarily rely upon is the one that is stronger. You see, the one that is stronger fires more loudly and more quickly. And so when information comes to our prefrontal cortex, it's Mm -hmm. primarily driven to that stronger neural connection. And so if our fixed mindset is the stronger neural connection, we're going to be prone to see a challenge as something to avoid. That isn't to say that we can't see that challenge as an opportunity to grow. But in order for us to do so, we've got to be a little bit more mindful. We've kind of got to step back and slow down and and kind of intentionally look at that challenge through a growth mindset. Hmm. And, And so... The, the beauty of understanding this and, and the understanding neuroplasticity is that, is that if we have a fixed mindset, we can change and take on a growth mindset. And, and what that means for us is what we've got to do is we've got to continually activate and strengthen, or in other words, work out our growth mindset neural connection. So mm-hmm. the more that we can exercise that, the stronger it will become and the weaker that fixed mindset neural connection will become. It's just like muscles. If you put them, if you work them out, they'll get stronger. If you don't work them out, they'll become weaker. So we've just got to work out those growth mindset neural connections. And as we do so, it'll get stronger and that will become the natural way that we process information. Wow. It's so exciting, (laughs) this topic. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all those great information. And um, I was wondering, because it takes time and practice, obviously, to rewire this brain structure and neural connections. So what are some of the steps that we could take to to cultivate this growth mindset? So through this learning and um, neuroplasticity, what are some ways to, you know, start working on this? Yeah, the the cool thing is, is that it's easier to do than we probably think. Research has found that watching a three minute video about having a growth mindset will shift our neuro, will will activate that more positive neural connection, and it will have effects on how we process and operate for for up to two weeks. And so these minor and incremental improvements are very easy. Now, of course, what we really want is lasting change. And so what we've got to do is we've just got to stack these small interventions on top of each other. I don't think it's too different than learning how to count to 10 in a different language and becoming fluent with it. So the first step is we got to put words to the numbers. In other words, we've got to put labels to the mindsets. And then the second step is we've just got to practice like five or 10 minutes a day 
And in the course of a few weeks, maybe a couple months, we'll then become fluent in counting to 10 in a different language. Yes. Uh, does yeah. that analogy make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So learning a language is, for example, a really good example. <laughs> as far as I know, um, that can boost neuroplasticity. So yeah, and um, this topic is is great. And as far as I know, in one of your interviews, you mentioned that, you know, um, having a growth mindset has the highest correlation to to be successful, or uh, this is one of the most important mindsets. Am I right there? Or uh, because you're talking about four. Well, so what I'm finding is that all four are incredibly important. Um, and, and and they're also distinct. So I love Carol Dweck's book, Mindsets. Uh, it's a groundbreaking book. But one of the things that I find interesting about it, and I don't think she purposely did this, uh, but but what she did in her book is she actually lumped all of these different, these four different mindsets together and kind of, and called them fixed and growth mindsets. Oh, well, okay. Um, what I've done is I've kind of just separated them out. And what I've learned, so I've got a free personal mindset assessment that people could take to awaken to the quality of their mindsets. And that's on my website at ryangotfordson.com. What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode. And we're going to get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and changemaker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I launch a 12-week group coaching program every single month with four people where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility, and scale your online presence and business. In order for you to see that podcasting is something that you want to start, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call or simply shoot me an email at tibor at MindsetHorizon.com. That's T-I-B-O-R, tibor at MindsetHorizon.com. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's Mindset Transforming conversation. And, and when I first started doing this assessment, I assumed that I would see a correlation across the positive mindsets. So for mm -hmm. example, if you have a growth mindset, you're going to be more likely to have an open mindset. But what I'm yes. finding is that there really isn't a correlation between these different sets of mindsets. I, it's small. There's a, there is a correlation, but it's really small. And this leads me to believe that these four different mindsets are distinct and different mindsets. And so there's a lot of value in separating them out. And so you can be, you could be high, have a growth mindset, but if you have the negative mindsets of a close prevention and inward, mm -hmm. those are going to be kind of wrecking havoc on the success that you're seeking and you're not aware of it just because you're only focused on this fixed and growth continuum. Yes, absolutely. So I took the assessment and I highly recommend uh, 
to the listeners taking this assessment. Uh, the link is going to be up on our website, mindsethorizon.com, in the show notes. And so what I realized that I scored pretty well in the category of fixed versus growth. Uh, I scored 6.75, but in the open versus close, which we are going to dive deeper in a couple of seconds, I scored 4.6, which is kind of low or compared to the other assessments. So maybe you have some thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's not a shock to me. I would say that um, most podcasters that I talk to that have taken my assessment, they do have more of a closed mindset. And I think really? that there's a reason for that. And it's what, what this is hopefully doing. This is not anything for you to beat yourself up over. It's just identifying kind of your starting place and where you need mm-hmm. to go. This now becomes a place to explore as opposed to kind of beat yourself up over. So when we have a closed mindset, Mm-hmm. We we are essentially kind of looking at our brain and our expertise and seeing it like a bucket. And we believe that our bucket is full. In other words, that what we know is best. And so if our bucket is full and and somebody tries to and we try to pour water into this full bucket, what happens? Well, nothing gets absorbed, it just runs off the side. And so that's kind of the epitome of a, of a closed mindset. Having a growth mindset just means that we're leaving room in our bucket for the idea that we can be wrong. And when we leave room in our bucket, what we're now allowing for is, is the capacity for new information to come in. So those mm-hmm. are the closed mindset are closed to the ideas and suggestions of others, primarily because they believe that what they know is right or best. And they want to, and because they believe that, they want to be seen as being right. Mm. Those with an open mindset believe that they can be wrong. And and when you take on that belief, your focus becomes not on being right, but on finding truth and thinking optimally. So those with a closed mindset kind of avoid new ideas and new perspectives, whereas those with an open mindset invite new ideas and new perspectives. They invite even disagreement. Because they see it as an opportunity to, to get closer to the truth and to think more optimally. So at, at a high level, I want to get back to your results, but at a high level, does that make sense, the difference between these two? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. So when it comes to your results, and, I, and I've, been, I've been there and I struggle with it at times, um, is that you, as a podcaster, you wouldn't have started a podcast unless you thought to a certain degree that you are an expert on a topic. Um, and, and I, I consider myself an expert on mindsets. And so when we see ourselves as the expert, we want to be the one that's kind of providing all the answers. And if somebody presents to us an idea that goes contrary to what we think, and it may be a very naive idea, if we quickly shut that down and don't explore that, we're coming across as closed minded. Wow. And, yeah. and so what we need to realize is we can always have a stiff back. We can always take a stand. But mm-hmm. having an open mindset means that we have a soft front. We're just able to take in the ideas and suggestions of others and, and validate them as opposed to just kind of shut them down. Wow. It's super interesting. First and foremost, because uh, you talk about these four mindsets and it kind of like gives the... Um, 
individual another perspective when they take this assessment. For example, I took the assessment and, you know, approaching this topic from a different angle, like, you know, focusing on, am I having a closed or do I have a closed mindset or an open mindset? Like, you know, having an open mind, I usually talk about this, which is, was important to me, like this concept when I was transitioning from architecture and I was trying to, um, you know, open up to new possibilities in the world, so to speak. So I wasn't, I was trying not to constrain myself, you know, within the field of architecture, like I was trying to open up and, you know, try out a couple of things. Like, is it also kind of like an open mindset or... Yeah, for sure. I I think so. Um, I think that what you're talking about also touches on like a growth mindset and as well as a promotion mindset, which which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, as a when I became a professor and first started teaching, I remember my first semester teaching. One of my students pushed back on something that I said. You know, he essentially said, raised his hand and said, "I think you're wrong, professor," and. Oh. And this is the first time this had ever happened to me as a professor, but I'm kind of, I'm the teacher. I know what is best. And you just said I was wrong. And I, I very quickly shut his idea down. Yes, and, yes. And, and I now realize that at that time, just because of maybe my own insecurities, I was closed minded. And mm-hmm. effectively what happened is I lost that student for the rest of the semester because, because he didn't feel like his voice would be heard. And what I've come to realize as a professor, when a student challenges me, rather than shut it down, what I need to do is I need to explore that. I need to ask more questions. I need mm-hmm. to validate their voice. And when I better understand where they're coming from, I could better steer them in the right direction. And, and this, this mindset is so critical. Having an open mindset is so critical because what it does is it fuels a psychologically safe work environment, which is what Google has found to be the number one factor that drives their top performing teams. Wow. So it's okay. critical in the workplace that we create a situation where people aren't scared to speak up or take risks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and if we could create that, then people are become open to finding possibilities and creation or creativity and innovation. And, mm-hmm. and that open mindset is what fuels this psychologically safe environment. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting. That's a really great example. And it reminded me of coaching, for example. So like when you have this neutral uh, approach to someone, like you are creating this space for someone to open up or talk about anything that they want. And you kind of like have this, I would say, yeah, open mindset to help them come up with different ideas and be more creative. That's a great example. Uh, What are some ways to work on this just as we go through the different mindsets? Like what are some ways to improve an open mindset? Yeah, I think one of these kind of uh, exercises that we can do uh, with these open mindsets is, is to engage in deep learning. Like even reading a book, what you're actually doing is you're reading, if you're reading a book on the topic of an open mindset, you're exercising those positive mindset neural connections or these open mindset neural connections. So let me recommend a, a couple of books uh, Ooh, related yeah. to an open mindset. One of them is Principles by Ray Dalio. So he's the founder of Bridgewater Associates, the largest and most successful hedge fund of all time. And the whole book is about 
how radical open-mindedness is what's led to their success as an organization. So it's a fantastic book. Uh, Another book, which I actually think is my most favorite business book of all time, is a book called Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull, who's the founder of Pixar Animation. And then he also took over as president of Disney Animation when Disney bought out Pixar. And the whole book is about how do you create an environment that fuels creativity and innovation. And, and so having an open mindset is a big part uh, of how you do that. And so that those two are, are books that I think if you're wanting to work on having a more open mindset, those are a couple of really good exercises uh, that you can engage in. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, your assessment is great. I mean, I recommend again to the listeners because there are so many um, TED videos also and resources that they can go through and, and, you know, just work on their mindset. So first of all, they get this, um, assessment and the awareness part, and then they can go through those resources and learn more about those mindsets, which is great. And so let's dive deeper into the, uh, third type of mindset, which is having a promotion mindset versus having a prevention mindset, right? Yeah. And I kind of mentioned this at at the beginning with my own personal story. And I think for most of my adult life, I had a prevention mindset, which meant that I was primarily focused on avoiding problems. I didn't, I I was focused on not losing, but a promotion mindset is about focusing on winning and gains. And so to explain the difference between these two, I want us to, I want to use an analogy and that is of us as a ship captain. So if we're a ship captain in the middle of the ocean and we have a prevention mindset, our number one focus becomes on not sinking. So we become paranoid about not sinking. We don't want any problems to occur. We don't want to take any risks. We don't want to rock the boat. In other words, we just want to maintain the status quo. And and so what ends up happening is if we've got this mentality and a storm comes on the horizon then how are we likely to respond to seeing this storm coming towards us? Well, we're probably going to run from it because we don't want to sink. So we're going to do the thing that is safe for us, and we're going to go to a port or a harbor of safety. But we've got to ask ourselves, is that port or that harbor the place that we originally set out for when we first set sail? Well, it's unlikely Mm-hmm. Those with the promotion mindset, on the other hand, is it's not that they're not concerned about sinking. Of course, they don't want to sink, but their number one focus is on a destination and making progress towards it. And so when that storm comes on the horizon, rather than run from it to, to ensure their safety, they ask themselves, does that stand between me and my destination? And if the answer is yes, then they prepare to take on the storm. They batten down the hatches. And they become willing to brave the winds and the currents and go through that storm because that's the only way that they'll get to their destination. And and so when we step back and look at the differences here, those with the prevention mindset generally are kind of the passenger of their lives. They, They get blown about by the winds and the currents of the sea and end up in a destination that they didn't proactively decide. Those with the promotion mindset they're the ones that are braving the winds and the currents of the sea, and they'll be much more likely to end up in a destination of their proactive design. So in terms of my story, like I had this prevention mindset. I didn't want to start my own business. I didn't want to take on debt. And I ended up in a place that was safe, but it was far from 
my purpose and far from my destination. And so as I shifted more to have this promotion mindset, I became much more concerned about the progress I was making towards my destination and less about my safety. I became more willing to take risks such as starting a business and taking on debt as a part of the process of doing so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. This is the part uh, when you mentioned uh, you came up with your purpose that gave you motivation. And this is how you overcame fear, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So it reminded me of having a, having a vision or a clear goal and moving towards that vision um, instead of being in survival mode, like, you know, staying in your comfort zones. Yeah, I, I love how you call that survival mode. A, a lot of times I'll talk about the difference between these mindsets as being comfort focused versus mm-hmm. purpose focused. And oh. I think the key to having this promotion mindset is, is we need two things. We need a destination that we're shooting towards and we need a purpose or a why that is going to be able to get us through the winds and the storms that we are surely going to encounter on our on our journey towards our destination. Yeah, that's so important. And uh, what are some of the ways someone can cultivate this promotion mindset? So I scored pretty well there. Um, what I do in my life is um, to to share with you and with the listeners. Yeah, please do. I, I constantly just, you know, revisit my vision. Like I sit down, I, I normally do uh, three-month timelines and, and six-month timelines and maybe sometimes longer visions. Um, I do creative visualization, uh, but I just revisit this vision, I would say. So where am I heading? Where do I want to be in a certain amount of time? That's how I work on it, like on a regular basis, if not daily, but I'm kind of like always revisiting this uh, desire where I'm heading because as I mentioned, I transitioned. So I, you know, I want to have this uh, North Star in my mind and keep it there. I love it. That's that's perfect, right? Because what what you're really doing is you're you're engaging in an exercise and that is you're being very intentional about engaging in that exercise and that doing so makes you very intentional about the direction that you're heading. Um, let me let me piggyback off that because I've developed something similar for myself and and really what helped me to shift from my prevention mindset to the promotion mindset was a CEO that is is local to me in in Southern California. I I went and I I met him and he hands me a book and he says this book is going to change your life. And mm-hmm. I look at the cover of the book and the the book is called the five minute journal. And so I'm very, I'm very gracious about this. I say, yeah, thank you so much. But, but inwardly I'm thinking there is no way in hell that I'm going to journal. Like I am not a journaler. And so I I bring it home and I open it up and I, okay, sure enough. It's just like five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night. And it's got questions that are already in there. It sounds like you're familiar with the five minute journal. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I interviewed the uh, creator of the journal. Yeah. Oh, you need to connect us because I'm like his biggest fan. So. Oh, wow. Um, okay. For sure. <laughs> no, yeah, this is awesome. So, so the, in the journal, every, every morning it invites me to read an inspirational quote, write down three things I'm grateful for, three things that would make today amazing, and then fill in some self-affirmations. Mm-hmm. And as I started to do this, and particularly the question, what would make today great? 
I, I started to become more purpose focused because I started to think, how do I make today better than yesterday? How do I make this week better than last week? How do I make that last this month better than last month? And ultimately, where am I headed and how do I get there? And so to me, the five minute journal was this daily exercise that I was using to activate and strengthen my promotion mindset neuro connections. And, mm. and over the course of a short amount of time, I feel like I shifted from this prevention to the promotion mindset. And shortly thereafter, that's when I decided I want to start my business. I want to write a book, um, you know, and a part of that process, take on debt, which I had thought was scary, but, but it was the way it, it was the risk that was necessary to get me where I wanted to go. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's a great example. So, um, yeah, promotion mindset. Um, and let's talk about the, the last one also. It's inward mindset and outward mindset. So what are some of the things that we should know about that? Yeah, so when we have an inward mindset, we see ourselves as being more important than others. So inwards on the negative side. So when we see ourselves as more important than others, we have a tendency to see others as objects. When we have an outward mindset, we see others as being just as important as ourselves. And when, when that happens, we're able to see them as who they truly are as a person. And, and so let me give you an example that I think really makes the, these mindsets come to life. And the example is Benjamin Zander, who is the founder of the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra. And he said that during the first half of his career, he had this the stereotypical authoritative leadership style, and which is effectively an inward mindset. Because what he said is he said that he saw his musicians not as people, but as instruments there to play the music the way that he wanted it played. Mm -hmm. But then he said halfway through his career, he had an epiphany that while he may be the face of the orchestra, he doesn't play a note. And as he had this epiphany, he was able to switch his mindset more towards an outward mindset. And that rather than see his people as instruments, he should see them as people. And as he made that shift, he changed his focus. Rather than have them play the music the way that he wanted it played, he tried to have them play the music the way they were best capable of playing it. Mm. And that's, to me, that's such a beautiful shift uh, example of the shift in mindset. And we could just imagine what, what orchestra is going to produce better music. The one where the, the conductor is making them play the music the way that he wants it played or the one that's bringing out the best in each of the individual musicians. Wow. And surely it's going to be the one that's bringing out the best. And, and so that's to me the, uh, a great example of the power of this difference between inward and outward mindsets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great mindset as well. So, for example, working with teams and people, that's 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 obviously something that we want to cultivate, right? So, or in general, but but with teams and people, that's that's like a huge benefit. And I'll be honest, I this is one that I I feel like I've also struggled with. So, I grew up okay. playing sports and mm -hmm. uh my focus when I played sports, so I primarily played basketball, which is surely a team sport. Oftentimes mm -hmm. my focus was on how do I get ahead? Mm -hmm. How do I look good? How do I rake, rack up the statistics? Mm -hmm. And I look back on that old me and I think, oh my goodness, I was 
I was probably a lousy teammate. But yeah. and what I now see is now that I understand the difference between these mindsets is that that with that inward mindset, my focus was on getting ahead. A better mindset for me would have been to have this outward mindset. And with that outward mindset, my focus would be on lifting others. Mm, and that, wow. that isn't to say that I couldn't perform and that I couldn't produce, you know, score a lot of points or get a lot of rebounds or whatever it might be. It's just if my focus is on lifting others, then what I've learned is that the more I focus on lifting others, the more quickly I'm able to get to the goals that I'm seeking. The more I, I focus on myself getting ahead, the harder it is to get there. Um, mm. and, and so that I think that's a little bit of an oxymoron and it's a little bit ironic, but that's that's kind of been my experience. I don't know. What about you? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, outward mindset reminded me of the term of being of service to others and having this service being of service mindset, uh, which I don't know if it's called being of service mindset, but being of service to others. So that's how I try to approach the podcast. Um, I try to serve the listeners, um, you know, uh, fulfill their needs, help them with their pain points. And so I'm always trying to have a kind of like avatar, an ideal listener in my mind when we, when I talk, when I talk to a guest, um, I don't know if that's an outward mindset. So I scored kind of low there actually 5.4, <laughs> which is slightly more outward than average. <laughs> so uh, you're on the positive <laughs> side, which is good. Um, and, and one of the ways that I, I think people who are, and, and my guess is, I, I don't know about you, but if you don't have a, a, a large team that you're working with, or and if you're an independent contributor, if you're kind of doing things on your own, it's very natural for us to take on more of this inward mindset um, mm. because it's just us. We, we're the producers, so we've got to focus on ourselves. And it's just something that we need to, again, be conscious of and be intentional of, is that even if we're an independent con contributor or producer, we can do so with an inward mindset and we can do so with an outward mindset. And so I, I, you know, you definitely seem to be on the positive side, but also suggest that I think for most of us, we've got some work to do. Um, yeah. and, and so hopefully yeah. that some of those resources uh, with my personal mindset assessment are, are resources that you'll find helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some work to do, which, which means that's, that's really exciting <laughs> uh, space for learning and growth. Right? I love the growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think we could uh, talk for hours about mindsets, but I um, just want to be re respectful of your time. And so before I ask my last question, uh, please just tell the listeners where they can find you online and get in touch with you. Yeah, thanks uh, for the opportunity. So the best place to get in touch with me is my website, ryangottfordson.com. So it's R-Y-A-N-G-O-T-T-F-R-E-D-S-O-N. And there on my website, you'll find the my personal mindset assessment. It's free. Um, and then also, uh, you'll find my book. And if you go through my website, for example, if you buy the print copy, I have a whole bunch of giveaways. One of those is I'll give you the audio book for free. So uh, there's a mm -hmm. bunch of giveaways. Wow. I, you can also get the, the audio book itself or the ebook there as well. So that's the best place to connect. The second best place is probably LinkedIn uh, and would love to connect with anybody there.
Yeah, that's awesome. And people will find the links on our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast. And um, yeah, Ryan, it's been amazing. And my last question is, what is your mission or how do you see yourself in the future? What is your future vision? Like having this promotion mindset. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm open to a wide range of possibilities for my future. But I think my my purpose is is to influence and help people to awaken to their mindsets to because I believe that as they do so they will be empowered to become more of who that they are meant to be and I love kind of helping people in that way so that's that's kind of my short term focus I even even I want to continue to do that into the long term but how I do that I anticipate may be different so um, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. I think if I could wave a magic wand 10 years from now and have any, anything that I wanted, I would love to have my own, uh, kind of independent leadership think tank where I'm, I'm engaging in cutting edge research, um, mm-hmm. that is benefiting wow. people and organizations and being able to work with those organizations to advance their leaders and improve their leaders. Wow. That's amazing, Ryan. And I wish you good luck with all those goals and aspirations and, Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Mindset Horizon podcast. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, be sure to head to our website, MindsetHorizon.com, where you'll also have the ability to join the Mindset Nation community for more insight and empowerment to help you reach your full potential. That's all available exclusively on MindsetHorizon.com.